And apparently she has a thank you next button because I did see a clip where she cut off John Legend trying to pitch himself to another contestant and it just started playing thank you next. What? <laughs> she should have a button that says, yeah. <laughs> she should. Is it working this time? Now it's correct, yes. Okay. Oh, I forgot you you made new tea or did you is this the tea that you spilled? <laughs> um, well what happened was I so I, I I have like green tea pods for the Keurig. Mm-hmm. They're actually pretty tasty. So I was doing one of those, but I put in too much water for my cup because I, you know, I have the single use Keurig. So I have to fill it each time. So it was too much water for the mug I was using and it spilled all over the top of the mug. And so then I had to figure out how to, cause I, if I moved the mug, it was going to spill some more. Mm-hmm. So which it did whole thing. So then I just made another one, but yeah, I got my tea because when I was editing a little last week's episode, I was like, Oh, I got some vocal fry going on. So let me drink <laughs> some tea this time. I was a little insecure about it. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. How are you? I am good. Work is really working me. I mean, didn't you say you have an important week coming up? Yeah. Next week is National Voter Registration Week, y'all. Get yourselves registered. Did you know only one fourth of eligible registered? No, I'm not saying it right. One in four eligible voters are actually registered to vote in america only one in four mm-hmm. sad that's probably not right but whatever. <laughs> it's something like that i see well i believe in you you'll get it done is sherry playing with something uh clicky in the background oh sorry i can mute myself she's eating her food what's she doing She's eating oh, okay. dinner. She's having a little din-din. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess I could talk about how I'm doing. Well, let's see. It's my last uh, week of work. So I'm wrapping that up. I'm excited, but also I'm one of those people where I need complete closure on something in order to like be ready for it. So I still haven't signed like the paperwork for my new job. I still haven't gotten my laptop yet. So once I have everything in hand and I'm actually doing stuff, that's when I'll be like, oh my God, I'm excited. Not that I'm not excited. You know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, besides that, all is well. Nick's birthday was this past weekend. We had a chock full weekend. We went to brunch. We went on the Capitol Ferris wheel, which is really large and really scary. Um, We went to a painting class. You probably saw the paintings we did. I did. They looked so good. Yeah, that that was really fun. Like, how do I say this in like a in an appropriate way um so I was one of only two white people in the painting class and oh good so uh and society is healing yeah 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 but no I I don't want to I don't want to say like oh it was fun because it was full of black people but like the instructor was taking music requests and um black people are fun you it, can it was say it. it was just a good energy and it was yeah it was fun and uh, it went longer than it was supposed to. I think partially because we got off to a partially late start, but it went close to two hours. It was only supposed to be 90 minutes. Yeah, we did that. And then the next day we spent time with Debbie, my mom. We went on a boat out to the Debbie. Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, Peabody was there too. Yeah, a great weekend, I think. Nick really liked his present. You know, the Sasha illustration that Robin made. Thank you yeah. again, Robin. Beautiful. <laughs> Non-spawn. <laughs> not spawn but she will do commissions for you if you ask her so yeah i mean that's me ready for fall first day of fall like we just said before recording is today the first day of fall for real is it mm, no i don't i think it's i think it's coming up though hold on am i misled first day I think, of fall 2021 i think nick told me it was the first day of fall wednesday so. tomorrow oh, honey we're wrong Autumn 2021 in the Northern Hemisphere will begin on Wednesday, September 22nd and ends on Tuesday, December 21st. That's wild that fall goes that long, especially since I just, as soon as Thanksgiving is over, I'm like, it's winter. Right. I'm kind of over it at that point, for sure. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm excited for the onset of the spooky season. 
um as soon me too as... we're reading mexican gothic in my book club right now like What's for that? the next month it's uh, a book <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Um, it's really, really good. And it's like spooky. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to get, I already read the book, but I'm going to get the audio book. I think okay. I want to listen to it again. You should. I am. I have to expose Nick to Hocus Pocus because he, he's never seen it before, or I think he's seen it, but only like 15 minutes of it or something. And I was like, as soon as October 1st rolls around, we got to change that. Low key, I also haven't seen Hocus Pocus because what? What, but, 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 my family would never. I've only watched one of the Halloween Town what? movies because my fa- my parents never let us watch Halloween stuff. We never were allowed to go trick or treating. Yeah, have you, I know. Have you told me this before? I'm shocked. Yeah, I think so. What? Okay, wait. Look at this painting from this artist that I follow. Do, Hold on. Okay, She's, we're completely changing subjects. No, it's not. It's on the subject. Just wait for it. Oh, is this about, is this the Sanderson sisters? Yes. And it looks incredible. Oh, you showed me pictures from her before. That looks so dope. You need to watch it. It's so good. Is it on Disney plus? Yes. Okay. It is. It it. will get you in the spirit. I love getting in the spirit. And there's songs. There's only two of them, but there's songs (laughs) and camp it's i'm shocked that you haven't seen it you've probably told me this but i just erased it because it was such anything halloween or like wizards Mm. we weren't allowed to watch because the devil can you know infiltrate you from the screen apparently shocking is sherry still (laughs) knocking around her bowls in the background yeah she oh my gosh she ate all i just i cut myself off on accident she, she ate do? all of her food. I'm so excited. Oh, at a reasonable hour. Sometimes she just need to like nine or 10. Good for her. Yeah. She's a brat, but. Well, should we get on to our stories? My goal is to actually try and have an episode under an hour because we kind of went off last week for good reason. And y'all should have listened to the whole thing. I see the analytics. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we can get started with the news if you like. Oh, there she goes. Yes, again. I will promptly put myself on mute while Sherry <laughs> licks her bowl. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll get started with the news. Uh, first story. This was, I believe, the day after we recorded last week, but obviously we did not get to cover it. Uh, but the Senate Judiciary Committee held the hearing on the FBI's handling of the Larry Nasser case. And Ali Raisman was there, Simone Biles was there, Michaela Maroney was there, and they all gave testimony on how Nasser's abuse affected them. Um, I was reading a story about it. I didn't listen to the hearing or watch the hearing, but I was reading up on it. I was kind of shocked that apparently, like, if the FBI was on their shit faster after hearing about the allegations and the first charges against him, as many as 120 women might have been saved from abuse. He abused a lot of women, like a shit ton. Oh, and that's, yeah. that's why he's that's serving decades in prison. Horrible. Yeah. And I know USA Gymnastics fucked it up too. Like the actual yeah. organization, USA Gymnastics, they were just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So basically a lot of people could have done a lot better. And I heard, again, I didn't watch it, but I heard that there was quite a few tears and it just is shitty but i'm hope these women get a chance to heal and they're all way more successful than well that sounds like a stupid thing to say because larry's in prison and um (laughs) of course they'll be more successful than him i thought you were gonna pull a game of thrones and be like they're more successful because they they persevered and you know pushed (laughs) through oh my god i don't know what i was trying to say just fuck man i guess um Mm -hmm. yeah I did watch some, the video of Simone Biles' testimony, and it was hard to watch. It made me very sad. Yeah, I feel bad for her. She's had kind of a rough year so far. But yeah, did you know she like actually cracked two ribs in the uh, Rio Olympics? No. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> she broke two ribs during her she, routine. Yeah, that's crazy. She's still the goat, though. Okay, next story. Speaking of Washington and the Senate, there was that uh, Justice for J6 rally that took place on September 18th. 
at the Capitol where all these uh, fuckwads yeah. were like, oh, justice for really, our brothers and sisters. I didn't hear a lot about it. Was it pretty quiet? Did <laughs> you it know why? Your weekend? It didn't no, happen? No, it did not happen. Well, it happened. Uh, approximately 400 to 450 people showed up and there was more police <laughs> than protesters. <laughs> they love the police, so good for them i just love this line towards the top of the guardian article that talked about it it says as a protest it was a flop (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we did drive past probably after it was over at some point and we saw like there was still a large police presence there like a lot and i'm like where were y'all on january 6th that i don't know Um, right well they had to cover their asses this time they were like they can't be out here saying we don't care we're here now (laughs) Yep, CYA. There was actually, on a side note, a lot going on in DC on the 18th, though. So there was Justice for J6. Harry Styles was playing at Capital One Arena. Uh, what else is going on? Some sort of sporting thing or like festival? Oh, and a Nats game. Sporting Lots going thing. on. <laughs> yeah, sporting thing. Maybe that was the sporting thing, it was the Nats game. I think that's what it was. Yeah uh so lots going on but this was definitely a flop and i'm glad it was yay yep speaking of flops you know who's not a flop joy reed did you hear about what she said about gabby gabby petito on last night's show um no okay so have you heard about this gabby petito case the white woman who's you've heard about it haven't i heard what haven't i heard at this point is really the question Yep. So for those who don't know, Gabby Petito, she's 22 year old white blonde lady who went missing in Wyoming. Uh, and her fiance, who was with her, just returned to their home in Florida without her. And he's just now being searched for or. Uh, yeah, the- he's also missing at this point. Yeah, I, he did it. Come on. Um, but <laughs> anyway, so allegedly we you we will not be sued. no like seriously i'm not trying to get sued okay allegedly anyway not by um, a white man okay allegedly um anyway uh so it's funny you say that you know you were like oh haven't i heard about it because joy reed on her show last night she was talking about the i don't believe she coined it who coined it the article says gwen ifill coined this term missing white woman syndrome where the media just becomes fascinated with pretty missing often blonde white ladies and just ignores people of color that go missing um and in particular since this story is coming out of wyoming it's like there's there's like dozens and dozens of uh missing persons cases related to 700 seven out of wyoming 700 missing indigenous women out of the same area that she's been that she was found in the last 10 years oh in the last 10 years Okay. Yeah. That's a lot, but I think there's currently also keep in mind, indigenous people only make up 2% of the U S population. Yeah. It's clearly uh, disproportionate. Well, I think there's a lot of just like weird. I don't even know if there's like scientific terms for it, but there's like, there's a lot of things that are like wrong with how popular this case has been. Somebody else who was like involved with, or like this girl, I saw an article that she was interviewed for like she is from the same town that the Slenderman stabbings happened. So like oh. Wauwatosa. <laughs> Wait, Gabby Petito is? No, I'm talking about another person. Like I'm setting oh. something up. Oh, other I'm sorry. girl that I saw an article about is from the same town that the Slenderman stabbings happened. And she said that she doesn't look at like true crime stories the same anymore because she actually experienced one. And she thinks that it's like incredibly, like she talked about how it's like incredibly morbid with like this weird obsession that like regular people have with like seriously traumatizing events for other people. And I think that's part of it. It's like the fact that this case is so weird, people have this like gross obsession with it and like are taking matters into their own hands and like are doing investigations. And I think that's just like a whole other issue on top of the fact that it's like, okay, it's another white woman who went missing. We're talking about it way more than we would talk about any brown person that's going missing. It's just like, why do we treat literal murder cases like a freaking entertainment source? Yeah, that's 
That's a very loaded question. I feel like we could talk about that for like an hour. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. I'm just pointing out how there's like so many things that this like specific case has been bringing up, including this thing. Like I've seen for a long time, it was like my whole entire TikTok feed was just like all about this case. And I'd be like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a lot. I think it stems from... We're not going to get, there's so many things to stem from, you know, all the way back to like, you know, pre-cinema when that was entertainment was like listening to the, what what do they call them? The guys that would come into town square with the bell and like talk about all the events. The town, you know what I'm talking about? Remember in Corpus Bride, the guy with the bell, he would come in, he'd be like, ding, ding, I got news. (laughs) (laughs) What are they called? I don't know. I'll Google it later, but anyway, okay. <laughs> moving on. Um, uh, you ready for a long form article? Oh, love these. <laughs> uh, also from Vice. It was just an interesting long form that came out last week about junk food ads and how they target kids of color. Uh, I want to read a snippet from this paragraph real quickly. Uh, Black children and teens viewed about 75% more fast food TV ads in 2019 than their white peers up 60% more than 2012, according to a June report from the University of Connecticut's Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity. The report also found that between 2012 and 2019, fast food restaurants increased ad spending on Spanish language TV by 33%, and the number of ads viewed by Hispanic preschoolers and children increased 2% and 7% respectively. And I just think it's clear that these companies are targeting people of color in this country because typically like they suffer from greater rates of poverty and what can you afford when you're living in poverty it's mcdonald's and not actually vegetables believe it or not yeah that's like the annoying conversation that like i have had with several family members where they'll just be like oh, well, if you're not like in a healthy state, that's your fault, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're not even recognizing like this is the amount of like systemic, like the role that systemic racism plays in like the health of black and brown children and adults. It's like, do you know what a food desert is? Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. (sighs) And also like fast food is a, it's a time saver. So if you're in a working class family, yeah, it's accessible. It saves time. Think about like if you're if you're in a working class family and what if one or both of your families works at like a restaurant, you really think they're going to want to come home and cook some more. Right. So they just go get that McDonald's. Think about like if you have a bunch of little kids and you need to go grab food, but you can't leave all of your kids home by yourself. You hit the drive through like. Yeah, exactly. Fast food is so easy, especially in, again, areas that are food deserts, which are predominantly black and brown neighborhoods and communities. Exactly. So it's an interesting read. I'll put that link in the description of this episode. Moving on. Uh, did you hear about how Joe Biden forgot the name of the Australian prime minister? <laughs> Why is America so embarrassed? <laughs> you heard about the, he was like, it was a, a virtual meeting between him and Boris Johnson and the Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison. It was virtual, so he could have Googled well, my dude's name, like on well, the low. Well, like Biden was standing, like in front of a podium, and then Boris mm-hmm. and Scott were on a TV screen. But they're talking about some initiative. Uh, it's like a trade deal, and Biden, he's like, "Thank you, Boris," and then "Thank you to that fella down under." He called him that fella <laughs> down under. <laughs> I mean, he was like. <laughs> and it's because he was turned away from the teleprompter and then when he was facing a teleprompter again he magically remembered his name i just thought it was funny it was very much like deep in real life that fella down <laughs> under <laughs> he should have done an accent while he did it that'd oh be God. funny um my last story for news it's not really like political but i thought it was interesting have you heard of those uh haiku stairs in hawaii they're like the really perilous stairs on the mountains that people take 
pictures on and of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they've technically been off limits for like 20 years, but people still oh, go wow. on them. They might actually be removed entirely next year because of the danger that's present. Interesting. How do we feel about this? I feel like that's a good thing, right? I like, think- isn't that like disruptive to the wildlife too? Yeah, I, I was gonna I was actually gonna say I think my problem with it is that it's drawing people, which of course affects the ecosystem. I don't necessarily have a problem with people if they wanna be stupid and go risk their lives on this thing. That's up to them, I suppose. But you're you're right. Cause you know, they have to trudge up. There's not like infrastructure in place. It's not a guided trail. It's been right. off limits for let's see, since nineteen eighty-seven. Oh my so God, that's a years, really long time. Yeah. And they've just been there. And of course, a shit ton of people have gone to take pictures on them. So I think it's probably a good thing that they'll be removed. The city council is voting on it soon. So bye bye stairs. I wanted to write a haiku about this since they're called the haiku stairs, but I ran out of time. No. <laughs> uh, next. Next, I will, I'll yield to you. Tell us about music. Oh my gosh, the music industry. Honestly, I feel like it's been a little bit quiet, but you know, we'll go through what I have. (laughs) Okay, first I wanted to go and each give our first reactions to Lil Nas X's new album. I'm loving it. I think it's so brilliant and like just really shows like a more vulnerable side to him. And yeah, I think it's also interesting how it just like slowly progresses to get like very, like much more like dark. Yeah, I think it's really great. Really great for a first album. So congrats, Lil Nas X. I hope you do amazing in the charts. We will talk about that next week. What are your first reactions? I, so I think I probably listened to like 75% of it and then I had to stop to do something. I think I've decided that I'm for everything he's doing and like, make no mistake. He is an icon at this point. I mean, he is like, there's no one no, that's yeah. done what he's done. I mean, I, I hate to say like being gay is doing a thing, but it is when you're in the music industry and you're a black man. So right. especially when he's decided to be so flamboyant about it. Especially because he always thought that he was going to like take that to the grave. Like he never planned on coming out. And now that he feels so open about it, it's like, oh, yeah. So I'm like for that 100%. I think in my mind, how did I say this to Nick? I I told Nick my opinion. I was like, I don't know where to place him because I don't think you could call him a rapper. He doesn't really like spit bars, but he's not a vocalist. Yeah. So it's, he, it's like, it's just a lot of like auto tune vocals and I like the lyrics and I like the videos and everything, but I don't know how to play sex. I'm like, what are you doing? Like it, it, I'm thinking maybe he's going for like gay male Missy Elliott, maybe, but she was oh, even, she was more maybe. of like a rapper, you know? I think he raps enough to kind of be considered a rapper. I think what he does might be more classified as like R and B like yeah. modern r and and b is very different now than it was like in the 90s. That's so true. I guess if you're not like a big R&B fan now, it's kind of hard to like compare to what's like, what actually was like really popular from R&B like back when it was more popular. But I like, I, I think it's, it's like on the border between like pop and R&B, but not like hardcore rap. Like he's not Kendrick or no. Kanye or like any, anybody like that. I think I would call him a performer. Like he's a performer and he's good at that, you know? He's a performer and and he's a great marketer. Yes, that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for the actual hard data. So we'll see how he does on the charts. Actually, right now, um, earlier this week, like every week, Spotify posts their um their weekly charts just on Spotify, like just from streaming and his entire album was took up the top 10 on spotify oh shit yeah so that's pretty dope yeah look at this top 10 debut songs from the 17th through the 19th was all from montero how many (laughs) is it 10 tracks or is it a little bit more um i think it's honestly no i think there's more hold on oh okay that'd be funny if literally you could technically say every track on his album 
was in the top 10 it's 15 songs yeah oh okay okay but yeah and he was number one in top debut albums so good for him he's doing things love that excited for more to come now updates on chart data for this week drake is not occupying the entire top 10 thank god He's down to only three spots, which is awesome. But something (laughs) else I like laughed about when I was looking at this week's chart was that like the baby's like fully canceled because the levitating remix used to be like riding in the top 10. And now the OG version of levitating is actually in the top 10 and the remix is nowhere to be found. Good. so love that thank you everyone for canceling that man because we don't like him okay um also okay you know I don't like really like Taylor Swift's music but I really have to like give her a shout out this week because she did probably the dopest move in music in the music industry this week um so I'm sure you've seen like the wildest dreams TikToks Mm -hmm. and as you know Taylor Swift has been like in legal battles over her original masters, which she actually does not own and isn't really making profit off of. Up until what album though? I forget. Um, Lover was the first album I think that she actually owns. Yeah. So, and then, so the, her old record label, big machine records owned all of her masters. And then Scooter Braun, who is Kanye West's manager bought out big machine records and then sold all of her masters to someone else so now she's re-releasing a lot of her older albums like re-recorded adding like some new lyrics and like releasing previously unreleased songs um she's released like fearless already taylor's version and wasn't planning on releasing 1989 probably for a little while red is the next album that she was supposed to be released um but because of the popularity of what's she doing Hold on. Okay. Red was supposed to be the next album that was released um, in Taylor's version, but because of the popularity of Wildest Dreams, she dropped it as a single, which uh, Wildest Dreams was in her album 1989. And so now everybody's using the Taylor's version of Wildest Dreams on TikTok. And I think that's awesome. Very brilliant. I like that song. I like that the bag. I do too. Yeah. I, I can't, here's the thing. I don't like love her music, but she's a fantastic songwriter. Like her music is really good. So it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Mad yeah. respect. Mad respect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last thing I have for music industry is that Ariana Grande is kicking off her first season as a judge on the voice. Um, I don't really watch the voice, but Apparently a lot of people do. <laughs> um, and so she sits with Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, Blake Shelton, and herself. And apparently she has a thank you next button because I did see a clip where she cut off John Legend trying to pitch himself to another contestant and it just started playing thank you next. <laughs> what? <laughs> she should have a button that says, yeah. <laughs> she should. Um, but yeah. I think she'll do a great job. I'm honestly kind of shocked that she's like decided to do something like this, like, especially like at the height of her career, like she hasn't even toured her positions album yet. So we might not get a positions tour y'all. I'm okay with that. That album was bland. Yeah, definitely not as good as some of the other ones. Well, as thank you next, we'll just say it. Yes. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's all I have for music industry this week. Okay, let me get in on to the entertainment. Uh, so I know you heard about this activist show. For those of you who don't know. Oh, you know I've heard about it. <laughs> yes. I got the, a lot to say about yeah, this show. For those of you who don't know, there was going to be a CBS series that was set to premiere in late October called The Activist, which was a competition Wait, series. Did they cancel it? Yeah, I'm getting there. So it was going to be a competition series where like social media users and bloggers and whatnot, they would like compete to have their cause show. I don't even know. The point is stupid ass idea for a show, especially when your judges are Priyanka Chopra Jonas and Julian Huff, AKA I support genocide Genocide and I did blackface. (laughs) And then Usher. What has he done? 
I don't know. Anyway, so it's not canceled, but they are scrapping what they filmed for the competition angle and they're quote unquote retooling it as a documentary special. Huh? The only way I could see why they're doing this is because they probably already paid their three judges and they have to do something, but a documentary special on CBS? I'm glad they got the hint that everybody hates that because that was absolute trash. I'm still not on board with a documentary special, but like at least it's not a competition show. That is such a slap in the face and absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I mean, who knows? This could be this could be like a Sonic the Hedgehog situation where they go back and fix it and it's way better, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. They'll real they gotta really fix it. <laughs> yep. Anyway, moving on, the Academy Museum. This is the museum that the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences is finally opening. It it actually opened for press today and opens to the public on the 30th. I really want to go to this museum for obvious reasons. It's it's going to be like the film museum in Hollywood and it's long time coming, but uh, so that's finally opening, but there's going to be a TV special called A Night in the Academy Museum that's going to be on ABC on Ooh. October 12th. And I will be watching this because I probably won't be able to go there in person for a little bit, but I want to see what it looks like. And it's going to be like a walkthrough tour thing. But here's some of the people that are going to be a part of it. Annette Benning, Cher, John Chu, Gina Davis, Danny Glover, Isaac Gonzalez, Aldous Hodge, Marcy Martin, Marley Matlin, Melissa McCarthy, Tom Hanks, Laura Dern, Michelle Rodriguez, Journey Smollett. Like all these dope people are going to be a part of it. So that's another reason why I will be watching. Wow. I almost might want to watch too. I I think it'll be interesting. Moving on. (laughs) So... Did you hear that there's a fly species that's been named after RuPaul? What? Oh, wait, yes, I did. I did hear this. I did hear this. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me read you this passage from the article. I just thought it was so funny. The man behind the fly's fierce name is entomologist Brian Lassard, who previously named another fly Plinthinina Beyonce after Beyonce. <laughs> he, he says... He's just having a ball. This is what he he said. I found out that naming a species after a pop icon was a great way of making the science of taxonomy more accessible to non-scientists. The more people who care about flies and insects, the better, because they are the essential workers of our ecosystem and often get neglected. (laughs) It's so sweet. (laughs) The name of the RuPaul fly is Apaluma RuPaul, by the way. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. Speaking of RuPaul, I'm sure y'all are listening, wondering why I haven't talked about the Emmys yet, because that's like the biggest entertainment story of the last week. I saved it for last. The so big here we kahuna go. of this the week. Big, the big kahuna. Ow. Shuri is on it tonight. <laughs> she tried to bite on my hair and she my cannot God. ruin this hair. This is my yeah. wedding hair. She's rude as fuck. Anyway, speaking of RuPaul and the Emmys, RuPaul broke the record for the most Emmy wins by a person of color when he won for RuPaul's Drag Race, which won once again for best reality program. Uh, you know, we have our issues with Mama Ru. Oh, fracking. <laughs> uh, uh, she doesn't want to see any fucking H&M, but you know, no H&M. Yeah, good for RuPaul. I mean, a groundbreaking. And you know, honestly, I, like I think RuPaul. it's like an important message also to just like black men in general that the first or that this that a black man with the most Emmy awards is also a gay black man and a drag queen. Like that's true. Also, you toxic masculinity. You don't need to be any type of hyper masculine to do anything. True. Uh, moving on. Speaking of people of color at the Emmys, did you hear about Emmy So White? I'm sure you have. Oh my God. I was watching it and I literally said to my mom, I was like, it's a lot of white people this year. <laughs> yeah. So there's 12 acting categories at the Emmys because, you know, they got to have actor, actress, or drama, actor, actress, or comedy, actor, actress for limited series or TV movie, and then supporting for each of those as well. 
12 winners and they're all white last night, even though there was a good amount of nominated people of color, just none of them won. I will say though, a lot of people on Twitter were slightly misguided when Michael K. Williams did not win because I'm pretty sure that voting had closed by the time he passed. So I don't think that was like a super intentional snub because he passed fairly recently, but uh, that doesn't negate the fact that no people of color won. And statistically, y'all should have had at least a few, maybe more than a few. Well, it's like the performative activism or performative allyship is very obvious. Like they're not even trying yeah. to hide it. <laughs> yeah. And I also don't like the, the gray zone and the Oscars do this too, but it's like, oh, we'll give them a writing award or something like behind the camera. But when it comes to being on camera, it's like way more difficult apparently. So I like the fact that Michaela Cole got an Emmy for writing. I may destroy you. I started watching that show, but I never finished it. I should get back on that. She got an Emmy for writing. I thought her speech was lovely and she clearly was like really overtaken with the emotion of it. But yeah, I mean, I guess they thought, oh, we gave best actress to Zendaya last year. (laughs) We're done. Yeah, that was too much. A half white, half black woman won an (laughs) award. That's too much, too much for the next decade. (laughs) They're like, whoo. Yeah. Uh, I did notice Issa Rae. I don't know if it was like to be funny or if she's just this candid, but when her sketch show lost to SNL, the way she was looking oh, yeah. at Sarah, she was like. <laughs> <laughs> A black lady sketch show? Yeah, that makes no sense. SNL has not slapped for years. And literally the only other nominee, aka more interesting by default, didn't win. Right. Like for real? Yeah, anyway, uh, but oh, just hit my hand on the table. Uh, my last Emmy story, and concurrently, my last story in general, is just the general uh, upsets and surprises at the Emmys. WandaVision did not win anything. I was, I was shocked, honey. I, I was, I was <laughs> in tears. <laughs> I mean, I, well, it's tough because unlike the Oscars, the Emmys, it's like nearly impossible to watch everything that's nominated. So I haven't seen everything for comparison, obviously. I think it would have been nice if Catherine Hahn won. Catherine Hahn was the best part of that show. Elizabeth Olsen was also very Hands good. down. Yeah. But the fact that Catherine Hahn didn't win was a little shocking to me. I mean, here, I'll come out and say it. I, ha- I did watch Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown is a fantastic limited series. It's fantastic. I watched all of it in like 24 hours. It's great. I'm so happy Kate Winslet won because she's phenomenal on that show. And it's like the best performance I've seen her in. What's her name? Julianne Nicholson won instead of Catherine Hahn. I think she was very good. I think Catherine Hahn should have won instead. Uh, it was a more memorable performance to me. But yeah, no, I can't, I can't say I don't think Kate Winslet deserved it less than Elizabeth Olsen. Just saying. Mm. I will say I'm crestfallen that Don Cheadle's amazing, stellar, Emmy-nominated performance in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that just knocked <laughs> me off my feet had me in tears. <laughs> didn't win. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, his five minutes of fame. I think it was less than that, maybe. Wild. Um, let's see. What else we got here? The Crown won a bunch of shit. Uh, I was actually kind of shocked because for some reason I thought that The Crown had won Best Drama before and it hadn't. This was its first time okay. winning. Have you ever watched that show? I've seen episodes of it here and there. Bruh, I tried, I tried, I tried so hard to watch that show. I was like, (laughs) it's so boring. I hate it. It's like the, it's, it's like the King's speech effect where it's like very handsomely made and Mm -hmm. everyone is like giving craft and acting, but it's not entertaining. They have pretty big names in that show too. But yeah. it's just so boring. Even the stuff that's supposed to be drama, it's just like, yeah, it's just like a not daft. drama. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I love Olivia Coleman. I'm glad I that she's love Olivia. She's Coleman. halfway to her egot now, but and I haven't seen Pose either. But the fact that this was MJ Rodriguez's last chance to win, and it could have been like historic, groundbreaking. And I've heard that she's right. amazing on that show. Again, it's like sometimes it's okay to give an award for the sake of 
like right. the statement it makes. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Like as an organization. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So happy for what I'm Olivia, saying, but... performative as fuck. Yeah. So that was Emmy's. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, and I'm sorry. One thing I've realized, I, I, for some reason, I thought that It's a Sin was nominated for something. It's a Sin was not nominated for any Emmys. <laughs> and I, I was like, what? <laughs> That's one of the best you shows I've ever before, seen. You? <laughs> That's one of the best shows I've ever seen. And all I can say is, homophobia <laughs> but uh i the baftas are still coming and it's a very much a british show so hopefully it'll get some noms for that anyway let's move on to pop culture would be happy to okay i might go i'm gonna go a little bit out of order because oh. we were already talking about the emmys so i feel True. like it would make the most sense to just continue talking about the emmys yes so in the pop culture front, obviously we live for the red carpet. Um, just very quickly, I wanted to go over some of my favorite looks of the night. Um, I tried to get a mix between, you know, dresses, non-dresses, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, but this is just my honest opinion. Okay. So my favorite looks, Elizabeth Olsen. I will say the dress was like a little bit aging for her, but the hair she just looked mm -hmm. so like put together and clean and perfect that i saw her and i was like ah. and her I sisters designed her dress loved it oh that's so cute love mm -hmm. that um okay carrie washington with a little corset yep. loved that oh my She's gosh stunning. that fabric was right she doesn't age black don't crack we knew this we knew this um, Michaela Cole, I just loved the monochromatic. The shoes matched, everything matched. It was perfection. Yo, she is beautiful, like statuesque. Uh, she's going to be in Black Panther 2, and I can't wait to see what the costume designers are going to do for her. <laughs> can't wait. Um, okay, I loved Keenan Thompson's like like light pink pastel suit. That was yeah. adorable. I Better than it. a regular tux. Right, exactly. It stood out. Um, and also better than a regular tux, a velvet tux, Jason Sudeikis, and also shout out to Karamo, even though his tux was black, it was still velvet, but I'm going to give this one to Jason Sudeikis because it was like a bluish green color. Mm -hmm. Um, loved it. What is Shuri doing? Sorry. She's playing with the box. She making noise. <laughs> okay. Well, we put her in the graphic for a reason. <laughs> um okay. she's here um, i'll get closer to my mic so you can hear me um okay also love dan levy i didn't love the shoes i feel like it would have looked better with like loafers and not like clunky boots but that's okay it's giving hot topic. um yeah it was giving a little bit of hot topic um but i just again loved that it was like monochromatic but with some depth you know like slightly different shades to mm -hmm. you know loved that and okay also honorable mention for seth rogan i love uh, he looked really good but i was shocked when he came on stage because i was like whose old man is that and i was like wait that's seth rogan he looks older but he looks good he do look good always be looking i'm a little sad that his beard is not present at the moment but mm, he's so mm -hmm. i love seth yeah do you have any additions? Are there anyone I didn't mention that you think I should? No. Oh, I, yeah. I, it was a little, I mean, it's not, I feel like the music events, they're always a little bit more, well, shut out, True. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like the Oscars, yeah. but the Emmys, it's just like, yeah, you know. It's the people, low key. The people who know they're going to win, I feel like show up in something because they're like, oh, I'm going to be on camera. Oh, right, right. Catherine O'Hara looks stunning. What? That was like a Jeff Goldblum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Catherine O'Hara looks stunning. And she wasn't even nominated, but she yeah. won last year. She looks stunning. Sometimes low-key, those are the best, the best looks are the people that are just there to chill, to present. That's true. All right. So something else I wanted to point out, it's kind of pop culture, kind of um, entertainment. So sorry if I stole your story, but we're getting a full trailer for the Britney Spears Netflix documentary tomorrow. You didn't steal my story because I did not hear about this. Oh, well, there you go. 
is it authorized like is she participating yeah, she's this is all yes i'm pretty sure okay cool yeah so i think because i've been seeing a lot about this documentary on demois and it's been like up in the air is this happening is it not happening yes no and now it's like we're getting a trailer oh. they put out like a little teaser trailer that was like part of a voicemail from Brittany and we're getting the full trailer tomorrow so we'll we'll talk about that it it sucks because i kind of feel like i feel like their timing maybe they should have waited another year to do like an all access britney doc because i feel like we're going to get a lot of news out of the hearing that's taking place in a couple weeks (laughs) so maybe it'll be like free promo for them i don't know maybe what we'll see um, okay, another thing that I'm super excited about, um, Rihanna gave us a trailer for her Savage X Fenty fashion show that's airing on Amazon Prime on September 24th, and I tried my best to, like, take screenshots and, like, figure out who was in the trailer, and these are the people that I care about. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Troy Sivan, Gigi Hadid, Normani, Gottmik, Cardi B., I couldn't confirm, but looked like Lizzo's silhouette. Um, okay. Vanessa Hudgens. And, you care about her? I mean, no, but just like names <laughs> that I know of, you know, and then some other people that I don't really care about. <laughs> so yeah, huge shout out to Fenty Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Fenty Empire. <laughs> yeah. I did um, not watch it last year, but I watched the first one and it did it did get me. Yeah, it's just, it's an event. And now that Victoria's Secret isn't doing fashion shows, it's like, this is what we deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and also love that she has drag queens in the show now too. I think Jade Essence Hall, um, Gigi Good. Shea Coulee was in last year's, right? Shea Coulee was in it. Yeah, Kaylani was in it last year. So Not a drag queen, but definitely a baddie. Okay, just mentioning people I like. <laughs> I queer folk that I like. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's what's happening with Rihanna. Still no album, but trust when we know, we will talk about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Also, something I wanted to kind of bring up was the fact that Daniel Craig said that he doesn't think the next Bond should be a woman. And like, I'm not really that mad. Not because I don't think that women should play action heroes, just because it's like, who wants to be James Bond anymore? Like, I feel like it's so dry. It's unseasoned. It's just like not special. Yeah, well, I will say, and do not take this as me defending him, but there is kernel of truth in what he said, because he said, like, they should create characters, like new characters. That's what I'm saying. Like, really? James Bond? Like, no, we don't need Jamie Bond. I don't care. No, yeah, like, create new cool characters for women and and elevate them and support those projects so that they can get to the level and, like, uh, historical significance as James Bond. Right. So. I think it's just that women have been overlooked in like the action category for so long or people just automatically are like, oh, it's all women. That sucks. And yeah, that's not the case. Women are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Or they so. exist and people don't care. Like, hello, Rebecca Ferguson is Ilsa Faust in like the last three Mission Impossibles. There's your female James Bond. She's been, she's existed <laughs> for six years right it's just like why would i don't get why there's this campaign to constantly remake male-led movies like sometimes it works if it's different enough but like kind Mm -hmm. of the same but it's just like not this not this does that mean we would get a male money penny (laughs) i will say though i still kind of live for like every now and then when there's I guess you could call it like an all-female action movie. Like, I, do you remember that movie? Oh, I forget what it's called. But Ocean's it, the, Eight. No, 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 no that <laughs> one. That one slaps. Um, but no, no, no. It. Oh, what is it called? It got delayed Charlie's a year. Angels? No, oh. it got delayed a year, so it's coming out. I think like next February. But it has Jessica Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, I know what you're talking Bing about. Bing. Sebastian stands in that movie. <laughs> yeah, like a, it's just like women. The Penelope Cruz. What is that movie called? Yes, oh. I don't know what it's called, but I remember because Sebastian Stan was talking about it in an interview with, with Anthony Mackie. He was like, damn, and, and you the dude? And Sebastian <laughs> was like, yeah, I'm the dude. And he was like, damn. 
Hold on. I need to Google what this movie is because it's driving me crazy. I know it's not out yet, but... Oh, the the 355. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Shivers. <laughs> we'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Anyway, is that is that in um, pop culture? Uh yeah. <laughs> okay. You want to get to the media moment? Oh my god, let's. I'm very excited to talk about this. It's time for the media moment. Who would you like to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Well, wait. I think I went first last week. You did, yeah. Hello, this is Zach from the Editing Bay. And I'm sorry, Ely, but you actually did not go first last week. So, my bad. Yeah, okay, you go first. Okay. So, my media moment is a film I watched one night last week. It's called In Fabric. Have you heard of it? Probably not. No. Okay, so... It came out in 2019, but it's a horror film that aims to not pay homage. It aims to like reproduce the feeling of like a late 70s, early 80s horror film. It's like it was filmed. It it was filmed on film, so it wasn't filmed digitally. The score oh. is like, yeah, the score is like retro, like synthy. Oh. Yeah, that it's very much like going for Dario Argento but the plot is this woman um, played by Marion Jean-Baptiste she's a recent divorcee living in London in the late 70s and she starts to get back into dating again so she sees these advertisements for this department store that are like pulling her in they're like sale 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 there's a sale so she finally goes and with the help of a very mysterious clerk retail clerk and she speaks in like almost like Shakespearean poetry with everything she says. She lures her to this red dress and she purchases this red dress and turns out this dress is haunted Um, because the woman who modeled in it died and we don't know how, but the dress starts causing trouble. And then I don't want to spoil anything, but the dress eventually moves to like another owner and there's more trouble. And I was just living for this movie. I have to give credit to Riley and Robin because they recommended this movie to me like months ago. And I finally rented it just on a whim. And I don't know, I'm just like obsessed with movies that again, they're not trying to pay homage. They're trying to recreate the era that they're going for. And this yeah, movie feels yeah. like it came out in like 1979. Wow. Except for the fact that this is another thing I love. I can't think of very many films where the main character is a middle-aged black woman who's not sexualized. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I, I, re- I really can't think, I'm like trying to think and I can't, except for like Viola Davis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Marianne Jean-Baptiste, she's so good. And it's just, I, I'm obsessed with the score. I've been listening to it. I just think it's, it's wonderful just a wonderful viewing experience and it was a good way to kick off the spooky season and yeah i feel like it's interesting because it's an a24 movie and usually like people in the on the internet they like live for a24 films you know like midsummer and whatnot no one talks about in fabric maybe it's because it's a little like esoteric but it's just this really interesting movie about consumerism yeah i mean that's the metaphor it's it's right i don't want to say it's obvious but when the when the main location is a department store and it's about an evil dress, <laughs> it's consumerism. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my media moment. Big recommend. It's not streaming anywhere for free. Like I said, I rented it, but mm-hmm. more than worth a few dollars. Oh yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. I love that. Sherry's just getting a drink of water. Oh okay, she's getting ready for mommy's media moment. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so my media moment is episode six of What If. Not sure if you watched it yet, but it was the episode where Killmonger saves Tony Stark. And I will say this was like a really interesting exploration into like one of the villains of our, of like another movie, which I'm not like, they haven't really done with what if yet. So it was because like, 
Killmonger is like one of everybody's like favorite villains. And there's like this argument as to whether like he would have been redeemable or not, just because of like that mm-hmm. little flicker of hope that we kind of had at the mm-hmm. end of Black Panther. And this episode answers that question very well, I think. And it was just like so interesting, like the back and forth and just like getting to spend so much more time in Wakanda and like with the Wakandans and Chadwick is in this episode again. So it was just lovely to hear his voice. Yeah, it was a really good episode. It was just very black. I loved it. (laughs) And also this isn't really a spoiler, but the end of the episode, like the episode ends with Shuri and Pepper Potts. Like I just your dog is in what if? So cool. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was so dope, and I was like, oh, I wish I could keep watching this. It was really good. I'm glad you liked it. You've been on top of what if. I feel somewhat ashamed that I'm not. I've been really liking it. I didn't think I was going to like it. I was actually not looking forward to this show at all. And after Captain Carter, I was like, okay, it's cute. But like, that was honestly like, that's the weakest of all the episodes. (laughs) Like they have been like home run after home run after that. Like it's been, I've been really liking it. Yeah. I've watched through the Dr. Strange one, which was very good. Yeah. Um, I need to watch the zombies one and whatever episode five. What? Oh, wait, no. Zombies was episode five, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Episode six. Yeah. It's just that I've never been able to like consistently follow any sort of anthology. And it's like, I obviously love Marvel a lot, but I keep telling myself, okay, I don't have that driving thing of I need to watch it because like spoilers and because it's going to matter what happens next week. I keep telling myself I'll revisit it once all the episodes are out yeah you know? that's a good point yeah for me I'm in so many Facebook groups that it's like impossible to avoid spoilers so that's why I've been like seeing all the movies on Thursday night because I'm like there's mm-hmm. no way exactly. in hell I'm not going to see something and I've just yeah. been trying to watch what if as soon as possible because there's usually a lot of discussion online afterwards and I'm just like there's no way I'm going to avoid it I'm always on my phone I do social media for work like I'm going to see shit So I just watch it. Plus I like, I'm not a comics person. Like I never read the comics and I just kind of like that. This is like in the animation is like in that style. Yeah. I don't know. It's really cute. I like it a lot. (laughs) It is a good show. I've enjoyed it. And I love, I love how many of the like original of the original actors are actually like in have come back for some of these episodes. Like Angela Bassett actually comes back. Like, and her character, I don't want to say yeah. it makes it all the more clear though. Like the people who didn't come back, it's like, oh, why didn't you come back? Like Chris, right. <laughs> Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris, why didn't you come record a little because bit? Because his contract is up. He can't do any more movies or TV. Mm. That, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, glad you like it. It'll be over soon. It's got like what? Three more episodes. Um, no, I think we're actually, well, yeah, actually just kidding. I was going to say, no, I think we're getting nine, but that's literally three more episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of Disney plus and Marvel, did you hear that on November 12th, they're doing like a Disney plus event and there's going to be a bunch of Marvel and Star Wars previews? And you can stream Mm Shang-Chi. I'm going to watch it again. I love Shang-Chi. I mean, me too, but I'm more excited for like getting some previews of more Marvel and Star Wars stuff, especially Star Wars. Like, Right, you we know, haven't gotten anything. Mm-mm. Well, Book of Boba Fett is supposed to be coming out. Solo was a out. fucking flop. Solo was a flop and Rise of Skywalker was disappointing to a lot of people. But I think it's good that the movies are taking a break, but it's just so weird. It's like, shit, Mandalorian ended I a know. little over a year ago. Wait, what? Or a little less than a year ago, sorry. A little less. Oh, I was like, it's been a year <laughs> no, already. Uh, uh, it's been like 11 months, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> see that was that 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 is a good example of why I started watching all of my Disney Plus TV right away because I went on Twitter and saw Luke Skywalker trending and I was like, oh really? Oh that sucks. That reveal was like amazing. I mean I knew I, I knew it was coming. I I it was still like super exciting, but it was like when they were like, ooh, who's this Jedi? I was like, it, it's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, I but was it was like, still fun. It's gonna be. I mean, well, because you did see the tweets, so. Oh, that's, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was the point. <sighs> anyway, um, should we wrap this episode yeah. for this week? I think we've done yeah. really good on time, especially once I cut out all the Shuri <laughs> stuff. 
Not all of it. I'll leave a little Don't bit. Don't be rude. I'll leave a little bit. Oh, she you hear her me. Yeah, she's mad at you. <laughs> oh. She heard that. <laughs> Sorry, Peanut. <laughs> oh, what's she doing now? Oh, she barked. Oh, oh my God, what is she doing? She's trying to eat this basket that I keep my blankets in. And I'm like, girl, no, you cannot eat that. She always tries to eat it. Stop it. You are not the owner of this house. Stop it. Stop. Hey. Sherry, stop. You're being naughty. You see all this shit I have on my bed that I'm trying to keep away from her? Like, Jesus Christ. Should we, let's say bye so that she can finally have some mommy time. I think she's jealous. Yeah, definitely. As if I don't spend all day with her. Like you, we've yeah. been home together all day. Yeah, that's She's true. crazy. Okay. Okay. Bye. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks everyone for listening. Tune in again next week. Please follow our Instagram. If you haven't, we got unfollowed by a bot. So we need to fill that slide. That rhymed. <laughs> good one um, but yeah have a good night have a good night